What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is January 24th, 2022. This is your Fightful post-Raw review brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and our friends at WrestleRumble.com. I personally play WrestleRumble for every WWE pay-per-view. And look at this awesome contest they got. The Royal Rumble Pick'em. First place gets $1,000. Second place gets $100. Third place gets $100. And if you say, well, by golly, Sean, how can I do it? How can I possibly do it? Well, you know what? People that people that have been sent from Fightful have done it plenty of times. One of our own mods, Cher Delaware, has won like a hundred title belts from there. That's hyperbole. I did it to make it sound more interesting. That way you all would sign up and play WrestleRumble.com. But you make your predictions on a variety of different things, and then you uh, basically watch the show, enjoy it even more than usual, and you can win title belts, you can win money. Right now they've got an awesome custom championship belt contest as well. First place wins this wonderful rated R custom championship. Second and third place are in the runnings for these Royal Rumble moments belts. That's WrestleRumble.com. You can enter the Pick'em or the custom championship belt contest. One entry, $10. Three entries, $20. And five, or yeah, five entries are $30. The custom championship belt contest, only $1. Just $1. I mean, that, that, just buy like a hundred of them. I'm sure it'll pay off. I'm sure it'll work for you. WrestleRumble.com. We got Denise Salcedo here. Denise. Yeah, I practically extended my entire neck doing that. I, I was like, okay, it. I'm going all the way over here now. That was the furthest I could go. So you're going to have to pay for my uh, neck issues okay, when they start okay. to arise. It is Rumble Week. I know you're doing a prediction show with a lot of people I like. You got Kate, you got Stephanie Chase, you got Izzy, you got Queen of the Ring. You got a busy week ahead of you with Mission Pro too. It's going to be an insane weekend, which I was just telling you off the air. I'm literally going to be at Mission Pro in Texas the day of the Rumble. So I'm going to have major FOMO. I'll be watching the Rome Rumble afterwards. So it's going to be kind of cool, though, because I obviously I'm going to avoid spoilers. I'm going to try to avoid spoilers and then, you know, go into it watching when everybody would have already seen what's going on. The following day, I'll be doing a post show. So uh, this week is kind of crazy. A different show every day. Man, there's so much to talk about. I dropped my Inside the Royal Rumble 2 feature today. Uh, guys, please check that out. It would mean an awful lot to me if you did. Uh, it's in video form, audio form, and a 9,500-word feature. I mean, I have quotes from Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Kurt Angle, Drew McIntyre, Scotty Tuhati, Chelsea Green, Dakota Kai, Shotzi, The Bushwhackers, Brian Myers, Sin Cara, Mojo Raleigh, Mike Bennett, Maria, Mandy Rose, Chuck Palumbo, even more. We got so many people talking about their Royal Rumble experiences. Uh, you can check that out here on youtube.com slash Fightful. But if you're here, leave a thumbs up. And I've got the chat in subscriber-only mode, so I'm going to fix that right now, guys. Uh, that much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You fucked up. You no, fucked up. No, it's you supposed to be up. in subscribers-only mode. Luis. What are you talking about? It's it's always on subscribers only mode. If it's on members only mode, that's the problem. So uh, yeah, we we keep this on subscribers only mode. Uh, that way, our wonderful subscribers can uh, can subscribe. chat with us, subscribe, and you know, it encourages them to. But uh, <laughs> leave us a thumbs up, donate a super chat or a humper chat to get your questions or statements read right on the air over at humper chats. 
WWE.com. Denise, ahead of WWE Raw today, I posted some news on Fightful Select. WWE is pushing for a Ronda Rousey return. What did you think? I saw that. What are the chances if you think of it actually happening? Because I would say I would pop for that. At the like, I like Ronda Rousey. At the end of the day, she is a big star, and I think seeing her be part in the Rumble, take part in the Rumble, would be very exciting. Yeah, I mean, um, yes, uh, and maybe they would care about the women's division. But then again, when I look back at it, they only really cared about what she was doing at that point. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> We'll see how that works. But uh, guys, let's talk about WDB Raw. Well, actually, we got Nerd Guru saying about the Ronda news. I'd prefer she comes back for a non-title SummerSlam feud with Becky. That match we were denied twice doesn't need a title. I agree it doesn't need a title. I completely agree. Right. Well, I mean, Becky is Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey is Ronda Rousey. That seems like a very basic, generic response, but it is kind of true. You know, Becky Lynch is, you know, to some degree still over with the WWE audience and Ronda Rousey. Well, you know, she's somebody that would get that mainstream uh, attention. So I do think that that would be something of interest for sure. Well, not that much of interest was WWE Raw. But Denise Slayer says, Raw for me is the pre-show for the Fightful Raw review. How are you guys doing today? Well, I'm doing awesome. And Anakin says, uh, Denise, did you ever find out the name of the bear? No, I did not, actually. I never found out. Did you? Does he? Do you know what he's talking about, Sean? I have no clue what he's talking about. So apparently I was sleep talking a couple of days ago, and I woke up, and I just woke up, and all I said is, what's the name of the bear? <laughs> and then I went back oh, to no. sleep. So I was dreaming about some bear. I don't know what. And I never found out the bear's name, unfortunately. Oh, man. Weird stuff. We got We got to find out. We got to find out. Noah says, guys, longtime listener, first time humper. This isn't Raw related, but with all the women's talent coming available, where does this leave an AEW original like Riho? Do you know if her contract's coming up soon? Hope to see her stay. I don't know. I would assume, based on the time that she came into the company, that it would be. Um, I think, Re- I, I don't know, it, a lot of it depends on personal relationship, like like how close is she with some of the people in in power there, and is she like, how do they view her? Cause it's one thing to see how I view her and how the audience views her. But a lot of it's about those EVPs. Well, a lot of it too is also, is she happy there? We don't know for all we know. No. She could be like, Hey, like I could do something else or something, you know? So I think it depends on, you know, every single person, but it is interesting to see like, I was, you know, going over the AEW roster and kind of just like looking and seeing like, you know, who's been there for such a long, you know, who's been there for a long time and who's somebody that I probably like, you know, would think that, hey, they're going to be gone in a bit or probably not going to be gone in a bit. And there's kind of a couple of names where I wouldn't be surprised if like they don't stick around for a long time. And like we mentioned that AEW roster is getting bloated. So it's going to be interesting how that all turns out. I mean, last year was a big year for us with WDB contract news and a lot of stuff like that. The, over the past three weeks, it's been week after week after week. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the Peter Avalon news. Then it was the Cody free agency news. Then last week, we revealed that Joey Janela's deal is up in May. We got more for you coming to FightfulSelect.com this week as well. Nerd Guru says, can you guys spell lazy or incompetent? I can. It's WWE from the root word V-I-N-C-E. Not a terrible raw, but for a go-home, yikes. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be shocked that a go-home show wasn't good or wasn't important. I mean, that's pretty much been the score for a very long time now, Denise. 
I didn't think Raw was bad today. I, I think there. I think the last couple of weeks I've been a little bit more uh, not as interested. I think, but I didn't think today was like terrible by any means. There was a lot of good wrestling that we got on the show. Granted, the finishes weren't all that spectacular or noteworthy, but we got some good wrestling. We got some good segments. We got some good, uh, uh, like maybe one, two good promos. Like it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, it wasn't OMG. It wasn't great. Yeah, but it there, wasn't there, terrible. There were several things that I liked on this show, actually. Cadillac Carson says BTW SRS rooting for the Bengals on Sunday. Don't need the Chiefs in another Super Bowl. What an amazing week of, weekend of football. I looked I looked at possibly getting a rental car and driving across the state to the Chiefs game, and I had somebody actually offer to drive me from St. Louis there. How do going, you always get rides everywhere, Sean? Everywhere you, you go, you get a ride. What are you talking about? I drove every content creator that ever existed in wrestling across oh, the oh, suburbs uh, of Chicago. Uh, excuse me? Excuse me? Every, every single one that deserved it. Muted. JW Pringle said maybe it was a bear cat named Keith Lee. Hey, Sean, if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl, are you going to come to Los Angeles? I would I would love to if tickets weren't $8,000 a piece. What if I told you that I had a ticket? Uh, you would be lying. I'm not lying. You're completely lying. I'm lying. I know you're lying. <laughs> Well, even if I had a ticket, what would I do? Let me see. Let me think. Sell it, get some money off of it, or give it to Sean Ross Sapp? You give it to me. Oh, hell no. No, no, because Ah. you did not give me a ride in Chicago and left me stranded. I'm still mad about that, Sean. Got bad news about your wedding weekend, by the way. Are you not going? Are you ditching me? No, no, I'll tell you off the air. Uh, oh my god no you can't do that to me (laughs) what do you mean what do you mean i have who who the frick says i have some bad news about your wedding i'll tell you off air i'll tell you in the private in like 50 freaking minutes i'll I'll tell you in the private that to someone listen i'll tell you in the private chat because i can't reveal this yet (laughs) there you go there you go. Oh my, are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me, Sean? No. I'm not. I'm not. I just found out. I just found out today. And you didn't think, hey, let me go freaking tell Denise. I just realized it. I just realized it because it's the week of SummerSlam, right? It's the weekend of SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. July 31st is my wedding day. Yeah. Oh, man. The one, the first time they ever did it outside of August. Oh, Cadillac Carson says, Veer better show up at the Royal Rumble. I will turn over my neighbor's trash cans and put them back where they belong. Okay. I posted this on Twitter. <laughs> I posted this on Twitter. If Veer came at the Royal Rumble... Do you think he would get a big pop? Do you think him coming would get a huge pop? Jesus Christ, Sean. I'm sorry. I can't even think right now. Um, Yes, Veer coming to Royal Rumble, I think, would get a nice pop. Sorry. That was my bad. Go ahead. You, you, think, that, right. you think that a pop would result from him coming? Yeah, I think so. I think people would be like, finally, he came. Yeah. Yeah, everybody would, would cheer. Um, my God. Chris Rain says, my Fightful magazine came in today and the Dan Housen article was great. First saw him at a Black Label Pro show 
in Crown Point, Indiana as well. Loved him ever since. Chris, what Black Label show was that? Was that in February of 2020? Because if so, I was at that show. I was backstage doing interviews. But he says Tony Elite hopefully gives him sacks of money and a blimp. I don't, I mean, I think that if Danhausen gets signed, he would be a good fit on like Dark and a lot of the vlog content. But, you know, Fightful Magazine is a great fit everywhere. Articles on Minoru Suzuki, Danhausen, WCW Revenge. We got Nate Marquardt and EC3 that wrote for us. There's the Jake Paul article. Articles on Dewdrop, Piper Niven Viper. What's in a name? Check it out at FightfulMag.com. Brought to you by a blue chew. Denise. Yes. Did you see that Brock Lesnar flannel that they're selling on Dirty yeah, Shop? Okay, I, I just want to say it looks terrible because they got that thing on the back of it. Even then, it's still one of the better things they sell on that. WWE Wait, show. what did they have in the back of it? Because I didn't even like. I, didn't, well, the, the I saw big, it. I didn't click on the image. The big though, Brock. Like, look the at big it. Brock logo. Oh, okay. I mean, they like, always, yeah. They Who's always gonna, gonna wear put that? shit on the back of their clothes. Like, why? Well, why? look. To be honest, I would have preferred had they done overalls. You know, Brock Lesnar overalls. I would have bought those. I'm just kidding. By the way, I would not have bought Brock Lesnar overalls. Well, um. Paul Heyman ate shit. Did you see that? Dude, okay, I didn't see that. What do you mean he ate shit? I didn't see that. I got a video of it, but I I don't know if I'll get copyright claimed. So as Brock Lesnar's pyro hit, Paul Heyman fell down face first. Poor guy. What? Fell down face first. You could barely see it. You could barely see it. So it wasn't something obvious. No, but he, he totally ate it. Poor guy. Brock Lesnar's out in a cowboy hat, and they're doing a weigh-in because, I guess, for some reason, this is a thing that ever happens or matters. Even when they did it in AEW, I was like, why y'all doing this? Like, I I saw it. It was was a part of StarCast, no big deal, whatever. But there's no weight limits. Like, this isn't a UFC fight. What, are they going to cut to 265 pounds by the end of this week? No. So Brock is about 10 pounds heavier. They cut a few promos. Brock has some laughs. I mean, I I like seeing this end of Brock, but a weigh-in was just utterly pointless to me. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Mr. Graves, would you like me funny. to get naked for you? That was funny. And also, it's like you've got Jimmy Smith right there. He's yeah. been there for so many different weigh-ins, but they used Corey Graves, but... Um, first of all, I got to say, I actually like this. I thought this was hilarious. And normally, like, I, I kind of hate the words that are going to come out of my mouth right now. But I would have even wanted this to go longer. And the only reason for that is because I love when Brock Lesnar does, you know, his comedy and whatnot. So I really like this. I like this, you know, him coming out with the cowboy hat, you know, kind of just really having a good time. But someone did send me and they tagged you too in this. And uh, someone sent a close up of when Bobby Lashley 
was on the scale. And I forgot what they announced a mass. I think like 270 something or something of his weight. And the per the little scale thing is showing like at 250. Yeah. So somebody like zoomed in and like cropped it out. And I was just like dying at that. Cause I didn't think like, Hey, let me zoom in and look at the real weight. I just, you know, take it for whatever they say. Uh, but this was funny as hell though. Working weights is so stupid. It is the dumbest thing. It is the dumbest thing. And it's why when people that are 100 or 190, 200, 210 pounds, just say what they weigh. People are like, well, that feller's too small get over it the normal normal human beings aren't 270 285 pounds brock lesnar and bobby lashley are the exception to the rule it's okay to just say that he was 250 something i did an interview with ec3 one time and it was the start of my wikipedia fact check series and we went at his uh we went to his weight and it said 242 pounds He's like 240. He's like, I've never been over 225 pounds in my life. And that's EC3, who's jacked. After we did that interview, somebody went to Wikipedia and made it 252 instead. Jesus. It well, was unreal. Here's the thing, though. When you're talking about somebody like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, there's no way that I'm going to be like, oh, that guy doesn't weigh this much. Oh, screw yeah, sure. that. I'm not going to buy into this anymore. Like, bro, look at both of these guys. They're both beasts. If you're going to work the weight, like at least fix the scale. <laughs> Wait, I would do it. it. I would do it. Like, okay. If you're going to do it for like, I don't know, a scrawny guy. Okay. Like a little guy and you're going to exaggerate his weight. All right. I, I might buy that a little bit more, but I, you don't have to exaggerate it for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Well, that was, that was always the joke. Whenever like we would work indie shows and stuff like that, you, somebody would say, Oh, how tall are you? And if, if I say six feet tall or six feet one, they go, that's a TV six foot three. Like that was, that's the joke. Cause they'll, they'll add a couple inches. They add pounds. They do all that goofy stuff. So you're telling me on television, I would be five foot three. So the funny thing is with women, they didn't usually add. So wait, I'm going to be four foot five. <laughs> but then, I mean, but Are I they mean, gonna then, shrink me or add to me. Then you see Rhea Ripley and like, she's the world's tallest five foot seven person. Oh, ever. she's super tall. I know. And, and she's listed as five, seven. Okay, so when I interviewed her, my aunt was there and she took a picture from like the back of yeah. me interviewing Rhea Ripley and never in my entire life have I felt like a child more so than standing <laughs> next to Rhea Ripley. I looked at that picture and I thought, oh my God, I look like her toddler. I swear that, that they just stopped measuring her when she was 17 or something. And they're like, ah, you're 5'7 for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, and she had heels too, I may add. Like yeah. She also had the heels and everything. She looked great, but I looked like her child. Aaron Worldwater said, sent you both a fan view of Heyman slipping. I've seen the video. I just can't run it on the show because we'll get copyright claimed. Uh, but Michael oh, I'm Keith's watching it right now. Oh, it's. It's sad, but it's funny. Michael Key says, this isn't new Brock. It's old 2003 Brock, but better. I liked the 2003 Brock, but this one is, is definitely more seasoned in, the, in entertainment. Did you just see it, Denise? That's fucked up. I know, right? J.W. Pringle says, just an observation. Did they get that scale from the county fair? Oh, boy. I think it's the one I've seen that they have like a Knott's Berry farm uh, <laughs> where you go on and they're like, if you guess the weight, you yeah. win a prize. Those uh, have worked. Bob Harris says, 
Uh, ordered all the Fightful mags in print if they ship. Bob, I had a feeling you would enjoy those magazines, especially the physical edition. So I'm, I'm super glad to hear from you. Glad to hear that you ordered them. Uh, the benefit of Fightful magazine is uh, we make sure there's a lot of evergreen content in there. That way they don't necessarily get old on you if you want to go back and order issue two, three, four. Michael Keyes says, love you, Dong Lord. Like you, Denise. Why doesn't uh, anyone like me, man? I'm I like, like the you. most hate. No, you don't. I'm the yeah, most don't. hated person on Fightful.com. Oh, no, you're not. Alex is, without a doubt. Alex okay, is. fine. I'm second to Alex. That's not something to brag about. Continue on. <laughs> M- Mad Matar says, Denise, what are the chances of having some review stream on your wedding day? And I am a 12-month member. Happy anniversary, Fightful. Wait. Hey, thank you so much for the 12 months. But... uh Denise, like yeah, what review the wedding or what? I don't hopefully, get it. Hopefully I still get to make it, but I, I would love to review the wedding. You know what? I'll review the wedding if I don't go. How about that? I'll get eyewitness accounts. I'm going to call up Sean Waltman and be like, hey, did it suck? Give me, give, who did the crowd pop for? Did anybody object? I'm going to make up dirt sheet rumors about your wedding. I'm excited. Go for it. Go for it. You know what? I'll get my wedding some publicity. I'll well, take it. <laughs> Chris says, it was the July 2019 Black Label Pro that I saw Dan Housen at, Tennille's first indie show, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat there as well. I was there in uh, February ahead of AEW Revolution, but we had a Bianca Belair video package and then Bianca and Zelina. We have seen this match about a dozen times and it showed because they had what I thought was really good chemistry I just don't need to see her and Zelina wrestle anymore. Fortunately, it's been at least a few months. But over the course of the first year and a half of Bianca being on the main roster, it feels like they go to this match all the time. And it was the only person she wrestled on Raw in 2020. But then when Zelina had her break, they came back, they picked it back up. You can tell they've worked together a lot because they work really well together. This was actually probably one of the better matches that we've seen for Zelina, where they actually kind of gave her some sort of, and they gave her they gave her a leg to stand on, a shoulder to stand on, whatever. Mm-hmm. They actually gave her something during this match. Like there was no way that I was buying that in any you know possibility that she could defeat Bianca Belair. At no point did I think that. But Zelina kind of went in there, and they gave her a little bit of offense. They gave her a little bit of something to do. Obviously, you know Bianca Belair is working her magic, showing all her athleticism during this match. But really, I thought that it kind of, this was the better of what they've done with Zelina because they've been having Zelina go in there and get all of these fluke victories. And, you know, nobody's really taking her seriously. If anything, I feel like we've taken her less seriously than before uh, before she left WWE. Like her return to WWE, I feel like we've taken her less seriously on the roster. And so to me, this was probably like the better thing that they've done with her. Um, that was it. That was really, there's really nothing much to add to that. Denise Slayer says Sean's probably going to mute Denise's mic for the wedding. <laughs> and Nergru says free Ollie. Uh, yeah, I would encourage you guys, if you feel as if that, that uh, will help, go ahead and put that out there. But um, WWE on Fox was not too thrilled about that. Was that true? They were really blocking they were, they people? They were blocking people, yeah. I mean, Ali even tweeted about it, but I'm going to have more on Mustafa Ali and were they blocking WWE. Everybody or just like a couple of people? I think it was a few. I don't think they could have blocked everybody. I, don't I think, think you could do that, actually. There's like a thing where you can I know, block but people, I don't like think I don't thing. think it'd be good for their business if they block everybody. It wasn't good for their business to do it anyway. 
I was going to say, honest. I don't understand. Like if WWE, if the WWE account isn't doing it, why would the WWE on Fox account do it? Different people run it. Well, I it's know that, but still, thing. like, I just feel yeah, like. Just, a, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't it have just, a good reason. It was a bad idea. Right. Okay. It just doesn't make sense to me, but there you go. Cadillac Carson says, Denise, I hope you don't have a WWE style wedding. Would hate to see Kane rise up from the ground and disrupt things. Well, if I want to get a nice review, uh, thank you. At least, Alex. So I'm not <laughs> even the best at being the most hated on Fightful. Now no, I'm depressed. But Thanks, Alex, is, Alex. Alex is way better at it because people will say the most hateful, abhorrent shit to him. And this is from somebody who gets a lot of that, that shit. And he'll just be like, well, LOL, mute. And then he doesn't think about it ever again. Adam Don't says, worry, any Alex, news on- I'm coming for your crown. <laughs> any news on what's going on with Finn? Gone here, uh, gone, then here, then gone again. I haven't heard specifically about today, but I was just told there weren't any significant creative plans for him. And that was the extent of it. Um, I'll, I'll see what else I can find out. Mayor Pete says, will the post show for Denise's wedding have a Bluetooth promo? My God. <laughs> so everybody. Mayor everybody Pete, wants- put your Pete away. Stop worrying about that. That's her private life. <laughs> Look, bud, if Blue Chew is willing to pay the price to sponsor my wedding, I will take it, man. All right. I will sell out for a couple of bucks. I could talk to him. I could talk to him. I was that. kidding, Sean. Can you imagine my mom showing up to my wedding? Be like, Denise, what's this okay. Blue Chew stuff you're sponsoring so, here? True story. And I, I won't name names, but I think it was, a, I'll, I'll say within the last four years, since we got our sponsorship with Blue Chew, a wrestler hit me up and they said, hey, do you think Blue Chew would sponsor this person's bachelor party? And I said, yeah, of course. Of course they would. And they did. It worked. Oh, Blue okay. Chew Dudley said, hey, guys. And, and that's the extent I'll give. I, I'll leave it up to your imagination how exactly they sponsored it. So Blue Chew. <laughs> Would it look tacky if you showed up to my wedding and I was like, hey, here you go. Blue Chew pills sponsored by yes, Blue Chew. Yes, because that's illegal. That's illegal. Oh, is it really illegal? Yes, that is a prescription. Don't okay, do that. Then. Never Please mind. don't do that. It is a prescription. So don't do that. Blue Chew right. Dudley says. So I'll put God. a banner then. Damn. I'll put a Blue Chew oh, banner. You got like the fightful version of Euphoria going on right now. I legitimately now. did not know that was illegal. Sorry. I don't know the rules, okay? <laughs> Apparently, I'm out of the loop on the rules of the oh. Blue Chew stuff. Well, Blue Chew Dudley says, I'm actually going to St. Louis for the Rumble. Any suggestions on where to eat for lunch? My friend, uh, you'll have to watch the chat because I've never been there before. This will be my first time being there as well. Uh, so, guys, in the recommend- or in the, the comments, leave them some recommendations. Michael Key says, I'm kayfabing. I love Denise, even if she hates Christmas like a heel. Damn. So now I want to be the most loved. I'm going to take your crown for most loved on Fightful, Sean. Yeah, I don't think I'm the most loved either. Who would be the most loved? You might be the most loved. No, I don't think so. I think it's you. Everybody loves Sean. It ain't Jimmy. It ain't Jimmy. No, they don't. Um, It ain't Jimmy. It used to be Kate. Kate. Kate's very, like, yeah. Kate got some heat a couple weeks ago. Kate got a little bit of heat a couple weeks ago. Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy's loved. Except by the wrestlers he writes headlines about. <laughs> okay, but he's loved by the public. There you go. Most beloved of Fightful, Jeremy Lambert. So it's definitely not Joel. <laughs> not Joel at all. It's 
Okay, it's probably Maggie now. We we there you go. On, it's Maggie. We brought on Bulgarian Maggie of, of bartender fame and Rob Wilkins. Nobody dislikes Rob Wilkins. If you dislike Rob Wilkins, you're a piece of trash. Luis too. Wait, so it's okay to dislike me and Kate yeah. and all these yeah. other people? It's Maggie. It's for sure Maggie. Nobody can dislike Maggie at all. And and shit, all the grapsity. But listen, they've they found their haters too. They've got oh, yeah, they get haters. Yeah. Yeah. They get haters. Well, now I'm just like, I'm just depressed now. Like, oh, it's okay to hate Denise and Kate. No big deal. Anakin, Screw them. Anakin says, Denise, get a farmer rep to give out some. Let's not do this, please. I'd like to retain that sponsorship. They are, they are been our sponsors since 2017 when nobody sponsored us. Well, I'm Aubrey, just saying, if they can get me to cover my flowers on the wedding, it'd be great. Boy, something flowers else are will be, expensive. Something else will be blooming if you use bluechew.com. Hobry Duncan says, where's Shayna riding the pine and not like Blue Chew? Uh, she's sitting on the bench. They don't have anything for her right now. I'll, I'll work to find out more on that as well. Chris says that he loves Alex. Well, I'm glad you do, and I'm glad that a lot of our subscribers do. Uh, Alex, in the chat, let me know what you're doing with Royal Rumble. Like, Are, are, are you doing a show this, this weekend or not? Because if so, I'll plug it. But um, <laughs> he says, I'm a crap city hater. Just pop it up. Sean. Step ride. What are these pills you're handing us? Go ahead. I can only imagine my poor grandma what her reaction to all this would be. Um, but see now, oh, you should do a fightful yearbook. I've, you know, I, I could. Yeah, I could. you should be like, you know, most voted most likely to this, voted most likely for this. That did you ever get anything on your yearbook? Yeah. Did you ever? What were you? I was best writer and most dramatic. <laughs> if you can believe such a thing you were most dramatic yeah of course <laughs> listen denise i've done some voiceover work in my day i don't know if you know this hold on i reacted too fast i'm I've dizzy got, now i've got dramatic range denise what come on Okay, were you dramatic in the sense that you were known as like the dramatic? Voice? No, no, I think it, like, I think dramatic and like in like drama, like I think it wise. was. I think it was left open to interpretation, and I won across the board, Denise. I think that's what it was. I think that people I just think, said, were you always causing drama in school? Like, why would you be voted I most was, dramatic? I was a little. Uh, I mean, problematic. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> you could say problematic. <laughs> you could say problematic. Were you on your school's journalism team? Yeah, I was. Uh, but here's a funny story. I got kicked off my journalism team the year before my senior year because I looked at our yearbook lady and I said, we can't afford this. What are you doing? And she was like, quit writing. This isn't going to work out for you. And now that bitch is not teaching anymore. And I'm writing every day of my life. And I'm I bet saying. you you were very dramatic about that. No, it wasn't actually. I just I was can't like, imagine it. Like I'm trying to like like I'm trying. I wish Denise, I had, like, your school didn't have lockers. I can't imagine yeah, what you I know. can't imagine. Oh, I could tell you what I got most most voted for in eighth grade. What did you get voted for? Can you guess? Um, most likely to take big fat shits. No, I won. Actually, won. most talkative. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. Even your high school couldn't mute you. I, like, I I'm living out there dreaming. I wasn't dramatic about it. So? So? Oh, um. Anyways, continue on. Did you go to school with anybody famous? Yeah, me. 
I was about to say the same thing. Good job. You did good there. Thank you. Marco said, did the yearbook lady later say you were hard to work with? <laughs> so dramatic. So here, here's the story behind that. The lady that ran our journalism department had a daughter that did like pageants and stuff, like pageant bullshit out here. And she was very clearly embezzling money. Very clearly. Your book lady? Yes, very clearly. Who was our journalism teacher? Very clearly spending resources on like photo shoots and, and dresses and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck's up with this? And by the way, we can't afford full color yearbooks then because they were all black and white because we're a little backwoods school. And she's like, you don't need to be here then. You don't need to be here then. Well, she bankrupted the journalism department, got fired, hit the bricks. And fortunately, there was a really, really nice lady who I never went to school under. She found, like when she when she got that job, she found a lot of the notes that that previous teacher had left. She called me on the phone after I had graduated and she was like, hey, you do really good work. You should keep writing. And it was like the nicest thing anybody ever did. I was going to say, was this the first story that you, were you the one to break the story of the embezzlement yearbook no, teacher? I, sh I should have, but I was, I was probably too scared. Ken Shearer says, Sean, it sounds like you're in a teen movie. Yeah. I mean, then I guess it kind of, I mean, she, and then she went on to teach at the place where my wife went to school at. So my wife was familiar with her and she's like, that bitch really so can she tell her can she tell her about how dramatic you were that teacher would have definitely agreed that i was dramatic yes yes oh my god sure. this is i wish i could go back and but i mean like we had dramatic sean ross Sapp in we had school. some real weirdo teachers though like we had this one teacher that would uh, like he challenged me to a foot race one time that was like for uh, fun he would he would come in he would come into class. He was my tech math teacher because I was in stupid math because I, I couldn't do math. I was in stupid math. And I didn't go to class, by the way. I didn't go to class. You were in remedial math? No, no it wasn't remedial math. Oh, no. sorry. Just no, it just, math. it just okay. wasn't like it just wasn't like AP calculus here. But this math teacher, on the rare occasion that I would actually show up, would be like, I ran six miles this morning. I ran six miles this morning. And I'm like, great job, bro. I'm on the track team. We do it every day. Not not a big deal. Like, why why you keep bringing it up? And he's like, well, buddy, maybe me and you can race then. And I was like, well, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Like, he was, he was, he got mad. Like, he got upset. And did you guys do it? Yeah, and I smoked his ass, Denise. No. I, I blame there an this. audience? Did people see? It was whoever was there in between school and so and you embarrassed the teacher. And keep in mind, keep in mind, I ran track for like maybe three or four months, if that, if that. So he had talked all this shit with all these people that were on the track team in his classes. Then he came in there and got smoked by somebody who was just kind of like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to do track or not." And uh, he wasn't happy about that. I. I'll just say this. I did not pass that class, but it had nothing to do with that race. It's because I never showed up to class. I can see the dramatic part of you now in school. I, I just wanted to be left alone. And by left alone, I mean, I didn't want to do anything while I was at school. So that's on them. 
We've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. I don't think anybody wants to talk about Raw. Everybody wants to talk about your high school life. I got a million questions here. I was like 5'7", 110 as a senior, too. I had a little frame, and I smoked that son of a bitch. I blazed past him. Steve Cyrus was his name. Where you at, Steve Cyrus? let's, Let's meet on the streets in Kentucky again, and I will outrun you. I will still outrun you. Hashtag find Steve Cyrus, please. Find oh it. my God. Please is don't there, dox him. I was going to say, is there an easy way to find Steve Cyrus? I don't know. He probably met some nice lady, took her last name. Thick Astley says, didn't know SRS did voiceover work. Good to know. Michael Key says, Denise most likely to hate Christmas and make kids cry. <laughs> uh, people... <laughs> Talk about raw. I told you everybody wants to talk about high school. So Sean, who was your prom date? Give us the deets. Um <laughs> and you're answering the question. I still talk to both of them. They're, they're very nice girls. Wait, both of them? Excuse me, yeah. rewind a little bit. Junior you and went senior to two proms? Junior and senior prom, yeah. Oh, I thought I didn't know if you went to two proms or had two dates to the prom. I was like, what? Okay. Maybe. Oh, so okay. Ever the villain says this all happened on Raw. <laughs> all right. Oh man. Luis asked. Luis asked if I had heat in high school. I Mr. think Andrew, you did. If you were dramatic, you definitely had let's, heat. Let's let's break this up a little bit and talk about some wrestling. Oh, I already forgot God. what happened on the show. Well, Rhea Ripley, <laughs> Dane. Rhea Ripley, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan got a great pop against Tamina, Carmella, and Nikki A.S.H. Now, there were several things on this show that ended up getting changed. I'll have more on that on FightfulSelect.com this week, so please subscribe. Uh, this match was – it was quick. It was to it was to promote the Royal Rumble. That That's all it was. It was – it was a promotional tool. That's it. We're talking about the six-woman tag, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was a super fast match, but it did make Rhea Ripley look good, but I did think it was going to go a little bit longer. Uh, there really wasn't like anything that I thought was really anything special about this match. Rhea well, looked great. On the other hand, I thought the Damian Priest-Kevin Owens match kicked all kinds of ass. The way that Kevin Owens bumped on that goddamn wheel kick. He bumped on like his neck and his head. Holy crap. This was an awesome match. And then the inner Damien comes out. The demons, Denise. Okay. I love Damien Priest as a performer, as a wrestler. Uh, when, when I met him at, at SummerSlam, wonderful dude. The whole story can't be he gets mad and gets DQ'd or gets counted out. Otherwise, get the belt off of him, but here we are match two already. And what are we doing? We're building to another match. So I loved the match and these two performers, I could watch them wrestle for 25, 30 minutes. And I know I'd love it. And we're probably going to get to Denise. We're probably going to get this a bunch more times. Do you think Damian Priest was being a little too dramatic there? Considering I'm qualified to assess that I would say yes. I would Um, say yes. I love this match. Honestly, in all seriousness, so I good. thought this match was great. And I was, you see, here's the thing. And I'm, I didn't like the finish either. So don't get me wrong here. But I knew this was going to happen, though. So when I went into this, I thought, you know what? I know the finish we're going to get. 
I'm going to enjoy the match for what it is because there were a lot of things that I really, really liked. That there was a moment where uh, Kevin Owens was just like headbutting the hell out of Damian Priest. You saw Damian Priest literally do a, uh, I think he did, yeah, he did a choke slam onto Kevin Owens on the, you know, the ring apron, which was like really, really aggressive. I love the, uh, and I love the tornado DDT that Kevin Owens did from the top oh, so row, followed by the frog splash. I mean, there was so much continuous action in this match. Like this was my favorite match of the night. And so I think for me going into this match, knowing that it was going to essentially be a, uh, you know, a DQ finish, I knew that Damian Priest was going to snap. I think that it kind of uh, softened the blow a little bit for me when the finish did come. So that's how I felt about it. But it was a really good match. And you Love know, this is going to be this is going to continue. So I get that they're just furthering this story here. But Good match, though. Really good match. Volub says the Damien, the priest. <laughs> uh, I love this match. I hate the way they've booked it. They booked two straight losses for Damien Priest. And this I is why it's dumb. This is why it's dumb. Because it's like you're making it seem like Damien Priest doesn't realize that this is going to happen to him when he acts this way. And, and so he actively says it. He says right? it in every goddamn interview. So how could he not know by now? That's what I'm saying. So it makes it really dumb. And it's been dumb for the longest time now, but I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'm just going with the ride now. He, I've always used the term effortlessly cool with him. Like he is the coolest freaking dude. Let him be the coolest dude. You don't have to make him be like, like a dork who doesn't know what happens when you get DQ'd or how you get DQ'd. It's just, and that's the thing. Like, all you got to do is let him be him and everybody's going to like him because anybody that knows him likes him. You ever hear anybody nope. go, fuck Damien Priest? No. No. No, he's a fun dude. Mysterios versus the Street Profits. Everybody gets tossed over the top rope. Ray and Dom are backstage like, hey, buddy, you actually going to eliminate me? Oh, I don't know, Pops. Oh, I see what you're doing there, buddy. <sighs> that was This was cringe. so corny. So, no, so that corny. was cringe. Yeah. Sean, do you not remember last week when Rey Mysterio threw Dominic yes. out to teach him a lesson? And I, now I, he's acting all surprised like you Dominic throw him out? Hey, yo, Pops, shut the fuck up. What'd you do to me last week? You little bitch. <laughs> That's what he should have said. Should have pushed on his forehead like, like that. You little piece of shit. Too dramatic, Sean. <laughs> I mean, come no, on, but, wouldn't that have been better than what they did? Yeah, I know it would have been better. I know that. It made Rey Mysterio look dumb. It made Dominic look dumb. And it didn't make sense with the story that they were telling yesterday. I mean, last week, because from the looks of it, Rey Mysterio was teaching him a lesson. And all of a sudden, it's like he doesn't want him to learn a lesson of, hey, don't trust your old man. Um, so they kind of contradicted themselves with last week and this week on here. And then also Rey Mysterio saying that one day Dominic's going to be on the cover of a video game like 2K22. I rolled over. I got the C's twin saying, Sean, language. Our mom is listening to the review show, please. Hey, C's mom. But but Dominic should have went to Ray and went with the old bam. Oh, we're bringing Stop this it. back. Stop it. Sean, I'm getting too much of a close view to your fingers. Stop it. You have very pink fingers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I type. Type all day. That's a working man's hand. It's a dramatic the, man's hand. The wrestling was really good here, I thought. Oh, I, as much as I 
as I bury WWE's camera work usually for the Tope Kangiro with um, Montez Ford, how they had the shot low. It was awesome. It was so incredible. And I've been known to be fooled into thinking that Street Profits matches are good just based on that move. But I thought this match was pretty good. And Dominic was lucky his knee wasn't just blown out right there because it folded underneath him while he took that. He's still got a lot of work to do in the ring to be on WWE Monday Night Raw every week and pay-per-view. But they're throwing him into the fire and he's he's doing all right, I think. I mean, it's been a while. We've seen here's the thing though. Like I get like he was thrown right into the, you know, right into all of this, you know. But here's the thing is that we've seen people with uh shorter amounts of experience improve a lot faster and i can't necessarily i can't necessarily say i feel the same way about dominic uh by this point sean he should have been a lot more uh advanced and he's not he's not and and that's not a good thing honestly like i there was a lot of weak moments during this match where like uh i think it was a dive that dominic dick if i dominic did if i remember (laughs) 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 he came out I'm done. I'm done. Oh, God. Ah, uh, Cyclops says, What are your thoughts on Ozark season four so far? I watched the half season. That show sucks ass. Sorry. It's a terrible show. We had this argument. We're going to mute Denise right now. Through the half season, it is incredible. Denise is a fucking dope. Therapy with Alexa Bliss, because this has got to continue. Alexa delivers her stuff so well. It's just, we're we're in week three of this, Denise. How How long do you think it'll go? Well, until the Royal Rumble. She's got to be in the Rumble. Come on, we need women. She's going to be in the Rumble. This is her journey. I think it continues until WrestleMania. No, you know something, don't you? What do you know? There's no way they don't bring her into the Rumble, Sean. I'm just saying. Maybe. I'm just saying people should subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because I'm breaking all kinds of news there all the time. And maybe, maybe this week I'll have some Alexa Bliss news. On FightfulSelect.com, maybe. There's no way that they don't include her into the Royal Rumble. Like, that's just nuts to me. Considering that we're already seeing her go to therapy. She's not doing magic anymore. Now she's just trying to let go of her dear friend, Lily. That is all she's doing now. Don't know. Don't know. This is all right. Uh, They've trademarked the goddess, which is good. Becky Lynch and Dewdrop, I thought Dewdrop did really well in this split screen interview. But the funny thing is they're they're split screen, but they're so close that Dewdrop can just get up and run into Becky Lynch. Um, there, there were some lines I think could be better, like she buried do, herself, Sean. Do tell. In the beginning of this promo, and I get it, they tried to save it, but she said something along the lines of, you know, Becky only chose me because she was desperate. And then she says Becky was scrambling and, you know, basically trying to hold on to title. And she thought this, this and that. I kind of thought, I'm like, do a job. Don't bury yourself. Well, I mean, they got it back afterwards, though. But the beginning, she kind of did bury herself a little bit. That's when uh, I mean, that's we all kind of knew that, though, because she didn't want to face Liv. She didn't want to face Bianca. So I kind of like that Dewdrop knows that she's being disrespected in that sense that like Becky thought she was the easy way out until she started to beat Becky's ass. 
But um, Nurguru says, I think Becky and Piper killed that segment they had. Once Becky retained, she needs to have Piper be her heavy and keep ducking Bianca. I, I kind of like that idea. I kind of like the idea of Piper Niven being Becky's muscle. I I would I wouldn't hate that, and the reason I wouldn't hate that is because what else are they going to do with Dewdrop? And I mean, they got and if they do have her as uh, Becky's muscle, I I do think that they should remove the name Dewdrop and give her something else. But um, I could see that it would give something for Dewdrop to do on the roster, especially because I don't expect her to be winning the title. So yeah, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I thought they did really really well here with delivery as far as all that goes. Becky Lynch has settled in this heel role so well. And Dewdrop was good at like not, not going full baby face, but being a little more sympathetic because she has to be sympathetic somehow in comparison to Becky Lynch. And I think putting her on the microphone against Becky Lynch is going to make almost anybody sympathetic because Becky is going to go for them. She's going to go right at them. Did you think she was better than Liv Morgan on the mic? Or are they on par? Yeah. Yeah, but they were so different because they had Liv going for that uber baby face type of stuff. If Liv was given this type of material, I think it would have been a lot better. Right. Okay. I think. Uh, guys, get in your super chats or your humper chats. I see all of them that aren't all raw related, and we will get to them. Are humper they chats. High questions? Yes, they are. Humperchats.com and get your super chats in as well. Uh, reminder I have a prediction show tomorrow. We got a bunch of stuff tomorrow. Uh, from the NXT review with Alex and Kate to the Wrestling Roundtable with Shaq, Simon Miller, uh, Alex Queen of the Ring, and Emilio Sparks. Make sure you check that out. And uh, I believe at 2 p.m. Eastern, I'll be joined by Spencer Love to make WWE Royal Rumble predictions. So check that out as well. <sighs> the spelling bee. God damn it, I love this. I did too, actually. I didn't hate I this. This so was much. This was goofy, but I think that Chad Gable and Otis and Brandy and Matt, they're all doing their part to really make this hilarious. And there were some things where I was like, this is so stupid, but it worked though. It really did work. I thought that uh, I, I, there was a let, moment. Let me go through like, it, go it, for it Yeah, go for it. Sorry. We had the, the academic decathlon, so to speak, and it was a spelling bee. Chad Gable got some incredible heat from the audience. And he was the only one among those four that couldn't spell his word. Or so it seemed. Otis actually misspelled his word, even though he was supposed to spell it right. Denise, did you notice this when it first happened? No. I wasn't like, I was just watching, but I wasn't listening to the letters. <laughs> Does that make sense? Listen, like, I just listen. figured, okay, if he's going to get it right, he's going to get it right. I think what me off was the graphics because he was the first one that went up so when they play they put the graphic up i don't know something about it kind of threw me off otis in the middle of his english class was too busy smoking steve cyrus in the 40 yard dash to pay attention he was getting that real work in and for that i respect him but one of the words for riddle was calibration or calibrated one of the is calibration Just calibration yeah and he's like oh you mean calibration like when i fix my scale to weigh things in ounces and grams and it's stupid it's like because he smokes weed right but it's still funny i don't give a shit i don't care randy orton getting so pumped at getting his word right made me happy that was so good like he looks like he's having a blast doing this 
I was I, when they said the dumbbell, I was wondering what word they were going to give them. And then when they gave them dumbbell, I thought it was pretty hilarious because I think a yeah. lot of people spell it with just the one B, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, just the one it is, B. It's a very commonly misspelled word. Right. But this led to Chad Gable misspelling his word. He didn't misspell it. He misheard it. He misheard it. He went to ask uh, the moderator for the definition. And then when he didn't get that definition, he assumed it was another pronouncing of the word and uh, got it wrong, which led to an awesome freaking match between Orton and Gable. And you know Orton's going to win this match, but on the outside, some wild shit was going down, Denise. Like there was this capture suplex from Otis, and I, I was like, oh no. And then Riddle just grabbed a scooter and beat the living shit out of Otis with it. The action on the outside was just as good as the action on the inside. And the stuff on the inside was really good too. Great finish, great transitions, great action. When it slowed down a little bit, they went to the action outside the ring. I thought that between the spelling bee and this match, we got sports and we got entertainment and it it (laughs) mashed perfectly. This is the type of variety show that I want to see on WWE Raw. Sean, you were like, we got sports entertainment. <laughs> Ta-da. No shit. That's the point, Denise. Or, okay, I'm sorry. Um, anyways, but this was hilarious. I think I think you touched on something there with this because it was sort of like this balance of what you're seeing on the outside with Otis and Matt Riddle. Like when you said when he launched him over his head, I, I was I was amazed by that actually. And when Riddle got him with the scooter, that was pretty good because he didn't he didn't care, man. He just went straight in for it. But what I liked about Randy and Chad Gable was really just uh when Chad Gable does anything, he adds a little extra sprinkle to like everything that he does where it's enjoyable to watch him just go from like one thing into something else. And just that within itself was very like nice to see a very aggressive match between both of them. So I really liked that a beautiful moonsault from Chad Gable at one point during this match. Um, I really liked all of that. Uh, and this is one of those cases where I, you know, sometimes when you get those outside interference, Appearances and you know whatever's going on in the outside could kind of take away from what you're seeing inside of the ring and given that I was enjoying what I was seeing with Chad Gable and Randy Orton I didn't feel like what Riddle and Otis, Otis were doing on the outside necessarily took too much away because I knew that this was a story that obviously we're going to continue to get since it's going to be uh, a, uh, three rounds of this academic challenge which apparently is going to be a scooter race next week what's your I teacher's name Steve, Steve something you Steve should- Cyrus Steve Cyrus. There you go. You and Steve Cyrus should do a scooter race. So uh, we had another another teacher, but uh, I'll hold on for that. Steven says, I wish the spelling bee, one of the words was soft, in which someone would have spelled S-A-W-F-T, soft. Uh, I, I love this, but we had a, a teacher. I can't remember the name of the class. It was basically like... It was basically a woodworking class, and all we did was make a CO2 car. But the reason... He was the teachers because he was the football coach. And here, if you're the head football coach, you got to teach a class. That's just the way it is. And we did nothing in that class except there was like one of those six-sided cubicle things that was in the middle of the room. And we would just take the rolly chairs and race them in a circle around that all day long. That's what you did in school? And I ended up all right. 
Vince is checking out Austin Theory's ass back. How is that any fair? You're rolling around in a chair and I'm right there having to take geometry twice? You know damn right. Jay Larkin says, first ever Humper chat. AJ Styles versus Austin Theory humped. I want AJ fighting for a strap at Mania. Looked like Vince was about ready to strap himself up the way he was looking at Austin Theory's butt cheeks on the way out, Denise. You went to the trouble of direct I messaging me. I didn't want to tweet it. I didn't want to tweet it. I didn't want to tweet it. And you were like, look at Vince looking at dem cheeks. Okay, I didn't say that. Do not be so dramatic. You that said, is not what I said. You, you typed out D-E-M-C-H-E-E-X. Okay, said, I did not spell like that. That's what you did. You typed no. dem cheeks. Fake news, fake news fake news no anyway this led to the austin theory aj styles match that for 17 minutes it humped vince mcmahon just watching in jealousy of the humpage that went on in this match because he was (laughs) vince was looking he went like this he went (laughs) <laughs> it's fine. I was I not right though? Was I not right about this segment? Okay, so what? Freaking, he tells Austin Theory. He he tells him, oh, like please oh, take a good no. selfie. You know what he told Austin Theory? He said, you know what's all about But and I legitimately, I, I didn't want to put it out there in a tweet because I even felt bad for like thinking it. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, and I want a good, a good selfie. And I'm like, that sounds kind of weird. Like, why would you say it that way? Like, you want a good selfie of Austin Theory? And then it cuts to the camera of Vince McMahon and Vince extends his neck and looks like he's checking out Austin Theory oh, as buddy. he's walking out of the room. It looks like he was checking out his butt. And he so I messaged you. else. I messaged you and I was like, pay extra attention to this portion. It looks like Vince is checking out his butt. I'm sorry. Uh, That's where my mind went. Tom Brady said, any idea what the plan for AJ is at Mania? Is Seth going to be a face moving forward? Because the crowd is definitely behind him. I hope Seth is a face, but doesn't change what he does. He can't change what he does. For AJ, if I were WWE, I'd do AJ and Edge. It's a match that hasn't happened. It is a major match. It's one that Edge can win, too, and nobody will be hurt. But this match, in particular, kicked ass. This was so good. Austin Theory and AJ Styles killed it for 17 minutes, Denise. A lot of great transitions uh, in and out of Austin Theory's finish. AJ Styles does that, like, fake slip on the top rope spot. So good. Like, he goes for the springboard, and he gets knocked off, and he makes it look like he just... Eats it like he's Paul Heyman walking down to the ring. Like he just face plants. And then he's able to do the phenomenal forearm. And there's such a fantastic match. There was some really good wrestling on this show. This was the match that Austin Theory needed to have on Raw that he's been needing to have for such a long time because we've been seeing Vince McMahon invest all of this time in Austin Theory, right? He went out there and was doing that selfie stuff with Jeff Hardy. Uh, he buried poor Finn Balor, all of this stuff, right? And I think that this was the first time where you can say, uh, for the people that didn't see his stuff on NXT, because I did think that Austin Theory had a lot of good matches on NXT that I recall enjoying, but this was one of the first times, I think, on Raw that the Raw audience got to see him in a good match and obviously that was a lot 
very much due to AJ Styles, who was really in there and kind of teaching Austin Theory really how to work during this match. So um, obviously major kudos to AJ Styles on that because he did so much during this match. There was a moment where Austin Theory got his legs up on the road on the ropes. And I seriously, for a second, kind of had like a mini panic attack because I really thought that they were going to have him defeat AJ Styles. And I thought, please, God, do not let him defeat AJ Styles. I did not feel like ranting about this today. Um, So I did kind of have like a mini panic attack during that moment, but uh, all ended up going smooth. It was a good match. People needed to see that match out of uh, Austin Theory. Seth Rollins interview backstage. Tom Brady says, who do you think is more likely to lose at the Rumble, Reigns or Lesnar? Um, I think at this point. They have a- been burying Bobby Lashley a lot. Oh, wait, sorry. Never mind. I thought we were talking about Bobby Lashley and Brock Well, Lesnar. it is. It's, it's who is more likely to lose, Reigns to Rollins oh, or Lesnar to Lashley? Because I think we're probably in agreement, Denise, if one of those two lose, they're going to win the Royal Rumble, probably. I just don't see Brock Lesnar losing, and I don't see Roman Reigns losing. Me either. I Part of me would rather one of them lose and then win the Rumble. Part of me, it's, it's shitty booking no matter what, but this is what they do. They book themselves into corners because I don't really necessarily want to see title for title. I don't care about title for title, but I think, Maybe Reigns right now. No, I would be more upset if Roman Reigns lost. I would be way more upset if Roman Reigns lost. KE775 said, how did Gable work his way into Vince's favor? He's really seizing the opportunity. It seems like Randy's having a blast. Well, the roster got really thin, and then all of a sudden, Gable got some opportunities, and he killed it every single time. He killed it. Uh, Main event segment, we're we're at it. It approached so quick because almost nothing happened on this show. And you know what, Denise? <clears throat> Maurice isn't home in France anymore. No. She's not. Edge isn't in Canada anymore. There's all kinds of stuff that they can't watch because it's region blocked. It's a bummer. But not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I use a VPN every single day. And NordVPN.com slash Fightful is the fastest VPN in the world. Right now, you get 70% off NordVPN plan plus one additional month free when you use nordvpn.com slash Fightful. What I've learned when I travel is a lot of the shows that I want to watch, even within the country, I'm not able to watch because they're region blocked. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps me with that. And not only that, you can subscribe to services overseas and save some money on pay-per-views. So the amount of money that you'll end up paying per month is less than a cup of coffee, but it will save you money. You will end up making money off of this deal if you're you're a pay-per-view guy like me. Like, for example, uh, normally I'd be paying 75 bucks for those UFC pay-per-views. Uh, not anymore. Not if you get that BT Sport with the NordVPN.com slash Fightful plan. Check it out. Or you can use the code Fightful as well. I truly believe in in all the stuff that we promote. And NordVPN is a fantastic service. Check it out. They've made a great investment in us over the next month. So it would mean a lot if you guys would give them a try. And even if you don't, hit them up on Twitter at NordVPN and just let them know you heard about them from us. Everything helps out there. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Tune 77 said, man, Beth was yoked. 
She was taking out the frustration of all the Bills Mafia after last night's game, rooting for your Cinderella Bengals. So uh, Miz brings out Maurice. He has presents for her, some paintings. Who could possibly give a shit? This part was really bad. However, one of my favorite Raw segments since the draft split in uh, 2016. Do you remember when Maurice got Miz a grandfather clock? Yes, I remember oh. that. And it was like super random. Yes. She got him a gift. And he's like, no, 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 no. I've watched WDB for a long time. I know somebody's in this. And he jumped on it and he stomped it and he kicked it and he elbow dropped it and he beat the shit out of it. And it was a grandfather clock. Maurice got it for him because she said that he was timeless. It was hilarious. That was really one of your favorite things. Oh, you've got to watch it. Like I've just, seen it, but I haven't seen it recently, but I saw it when it happened. Compared to this stuff. Oh, this was terrible. This compared, was boring. Yeah, compared to this stuff, it's it's like it's like the departed compared to this. But uh, Edge, Beth Phoenix come out. I loved when Edge and Beth Phoenix came out. Beth hit a spear. They she did a three D. Oh, she looked great. She looked great. One of my favorite performers ever. They did the three D, the heart attack. Their three D looked really, really good, Denise. Dude, the whole time I was mesmerized by Beth's arms. The entire time. They were glowing. They were big. They were perfect. I just kept staring at them the entire way through. Because they kind of took a while to like get their entrance in. Um, but God, everything before this was just terrible. The the big golden uh, gift. I thought, this would be funny. Make it up, man. Make me laugh. Surprise me and throw Veer in there. If this is how Veer makes his debut at this point, I'll take it. Um, And it was the brick. And I thought, ha ha. The painting wasn't funny. I didn't get the clutch thing. I, I, I It didn't make any sense to me. And then it, it was just very, very boring. And you knew that Edge and Beth were going to come out and you're wondering when they're going to come out. They killed the entire security guards that they had out there. Uh, that was cool. Good for them. I, I love the power bomb through the table because my favorite era of power bombs through tables or anything through tables was when they first started to use tables in WWF and that's when they had those big obnoxious monitors so like they wouldn't clear them off or anything instead they just power bombed somebody through the middle of them and they'd fly in the air well it was like that but with presents and I thought that was fun well see my whole thing was why didn't they open those presents man before the why would you open the big gold one before all the other little ones like that doesn't make sense to me Sorry, as a professional birthday person, you would think that you would get all the presents opened. Anyways, but this was also, very boring. The cuts were so bad. So bad. Denise, I went back and watched the Maven elimination of The Undertaker. And I watched it and I was like, my God, this was masterful camera work. You saw Undertaker leaning over the ropes. You didn't see Ma Maven until it was time the drop kick over the top, and then there was this perfect camera view from the aisle without a bunch of cuts, without a bunch of zooms, where you saw The Undertaker's face, you saw Maven celebrating, and then you saw Maven go, oh, fuck. And it was without all the cuts, without all these obnoxious audience-like cuts as well. Listen, people there at the show, I love you. You're wonderful, especially if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I don't need to see you going, because if you're if you're wild enough, you see it in the background, Denise. You saw the people going, holy shit, Maven eliminated him. Go back and watch that, guys, and then compare it 
to what you see in recent years, like when Edge comes back, when AJ Styles came out, that were so bad, Denise, two, two of the biggest Royal Rumble moments ever that were produced so poorly that WWE looked at it and said, shit, we have to release a completely different angle and put it on YouTube because our fans are going to flip out otherwise. And that's why you get the unseen footage of Edge's return and all that because they miss a complete spear. Or the, they've got Roman Reigns doing this. Huh? What's <laughs> Who is that? Huh? While AJ's walking out to the ring. I'm begging WWE. Take it easy. Now, I'm going to be at the show, so I won't get to flip out about this stuff until like probably Monday because I'm watching the Bengals game Sunday. So I'm going to watch this stuff back, and I just know I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Do you actually rewatch the stuff even if you went to the event? I well, don't. For the, for the Royal Rumble, I do. Because, oh, okay. Because there's so much of that, like, that, that you can miss, and there's there's so many things to keep Makes your eye sense. on. I've never been to a Royal Rumble, so I wouldn't know. But, like, usually every show that I w- watch live, I don't rewatch it on TV. Not usually. I mean, SummerSlam was great because we were in a press box and we could hear commentary, too. So, I mean, we didn't <laughs> we miss anything. Up, we were up I mean, with, <laughs> We were up with Jesus Christ. We were in the Goodyear blimp floating around up there. Uh, I remember uh, like somebody being like you, you AEW shill. And I was like, I am eating WWE catering right now. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, that was great. We that got a bunch of, stuff. we got a bunch of super chats and humper chats. There's still time for you guys to get them in humperchats.com. Amir says drama King SRS. James Nepper says Sean's backstory is what Raw's really missing. Uh, I th- there was once a podcast that was set to run that was just me and another person telling stories, and we we nixed it. The schedule Why? got too busy. The schedule got oh. really busy, but for a while, me and Jeremy would tell street fight stories oh, yeah, at the end of the right. SmackDown review, and that was that was pretty good. Volob says, "Denise, brah, you're making the kids cry, brah." Why do I make the kids cry? I'm so nice to the kids. Chris says that this is the best Raw review ever, having a blast listening to it. Never the Villain says, Encyclopedia Sap and the Case of the, the Yetted Yearbook. <laughs> Roxas Vanita says, Sean voted most likely to do voiceover work. I didn't, I didn't really get that talent until I was, I was much further in. Although, no, I can't, I can't tell this story on the air either. I'll tell you that one off the air. Somebody, I was impersonating somebody that I was arguing with, and that, a person that that person also argued with said, God damn, you sound just like him, man. I know who you're talking about. Maybe you do. Omar Diaz says, Denise prom date. Who was your prom date? I didn't have one. Denise, no. You've never seen my prom picture? I posted it on social media. It's just me. Don't believe me. I'll repost it. It's up there. I was my own prom date. What? What songs did they play at your prom? All the boys in my school were ugly. I was not going to go out with any of them. There was no effing way. They were horrendous. Sorry. Denise. I was a mean girl. I was a very mean girl. Like, if any guys ever approached me and they were ugly, I would tell them, ew, get away from me. I was that girl. I was very (sighs) mean. That's why I didn't have a prom date. (laughs) But (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) No. I'm done talking. 
Mr. Andrew says, I was in the journalism club and got kicked out, had a family emergency, and the teacher wouldn't let me leave, but I left anyway. It was after school. What? Wait, what? Read that again. He had a family emergency, and his teacher wouldn't let him leave, but he left anyway. It was after school. Man. Oh, yo, teach would have caught some hands. Bam. Family emergency? Denise was Regina George. Yeah, I was. I was very she didn't get hit by a bus, though. I remember yeah. this one time this boy went up to me and he was like, hey, can I walk you to class? I turned around and I was like, hells no. And I just kept walking. <laughs> I was so mean. Denise. But to be fair, all the guys I liked in school were very mean to me. So it just went in a full circle, man. Everyone was mean to everybody. It was messed up. That's why I hated <sighs> middle school and high school and all of that. Chris says Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team and Sean got cut from his high school journalism team. Never give up kids. Oh no. I, the way that it happened was after all that shit junior year, I came and sat down first day of, of my journalism class senior year. And she goes, Oh no, you're, you're trading, you're switching classes. <laughs> I said, shit. All right. Okay. I can't remember what class I took. I think I took radio and TV instead. Nice. I but, took journalism for one day and I didn't go back. And the reason for that is the class was at 6 a.m. It was before school instead of after oh. school. And I couldn't wake up for the class. So I decided not to go. So, I mean, and and I won best writer, but technically I got second place. But the person what? who won the, the person who won it dropped out of school. So he couldn't be best writer. He just dropped out of school. See, you were runner up and you were bragging about being best writer when you were runner up. I mean, he don't have the trophy. I got the trophy. I got the medal. I walked away with the gold. It doesn't matter. You don't you don't get to just hey, best writer of the school when you I would quit not the brag school. about that, he Sean. Quit the school. Yeah, but Denise. that's like if he was there, you wouldn't have been voted best well, writer. Also, let me say. The dude opened up a bomb-ass pizza place a few years later. Out here. It was real good. It was real good. He did not write much after that, but he made some badass pizza. Which is great. R.I.P. Monster Pizza. Damn, I miss that place. Roxas Vanita says, Heal Denise bearing the boys of her high school. And Anakin says, Sean didn't corrupt Denise. He just made her drop her facade. It's true. I'm You've always sorry. been shitty. I'm, I wasn't shitty. It's You're just that, shitty. like, no, it was shitty of, like, the ugly boys to come and like me when they made me feel terrible. I was like, no, oh. ew. Anakin says, Sean, as a kid, did you put on your pajamas backward, put ice in your toilet, and try to luck into a snow day? My dad told my son, and he did it tonight. Bro, what the f- What? Huh? I'm confused. I don't know what's happening on this podcast. Uh, Janice says, was he the best writer with a broken freaking neck? I did break my neck years later, but it was after high school. Uh, Anakin says, I once got told by an old crush I had to ask my current crush to prom right before I was going to ask her. Think my old crush went with me out of pity. Damn, bro. What is this? We're, we're, we could like write the whole next season of Degrassi. From this I know. I, I have like a lot of a million stories. A million. JoJo says, Sean's the goat. Denise, I was on my period in high school. My teacher wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. So I just left. Some oh, yeah. teacher's rude. Oh, boy. So JoJo, along with that. Okay. So my freshman year, I was in agriculture. period? No, I was in a, it was, 
buddy, this ain't that far off. Oh, I, I listen to this. Wait, I had what? I had baby teeth until I was a teenager. I had one baby tooth until I was a teenager. I didn't get my wisdom tooth, like my last wisdom tooth in until like nine years ago. I'm serious. Okay. Shit's wild. But listen, nothing to do with this. I was gonna say, what does that have that's to just, do with your That's comment? just me bragging about uh, bragging about my late teeth development. But anyway, that's not something to Hold brag on. about. Yeah, yeah, Who wants to have cool. baby teeth in high it's, school? I didn't. I didn't know. I couldn't feel it. It was so tiny. But anyway. That's terrible. <laughs> anyway, shut up. Shut up. I was in agriculture class my freshman year. I was in the future farmers of America, which they had renamed. It was no longer the future farmers of America. It was just the FFA because they wanted to be more inclusive. They didn't want to just be farmers, right? So we had a, we had a wonderful teacher there. She ruled. But... We had a sub, and this sub was, like, weird, man. Like, she wouldn't let anybody go anywhere. I was prescribed Ritalin then, and everybody knew if I didn't have my Ritalin, some shit was going to go down. I was going to be you were dramatic. Wild. Of course. Yeah, I was dramatic. Not like I had ADHD, uh, a widely di- diagnosed disorder, Denise, that I battled for my entire life, you insensitive jerk. Well, we learned but, that about me. But this period was right after lunch, and – we didn't always have enough time to get back to where the agriculture class was after lunch. We had to rush back and we had block scheduling. So instead of like 50 minute hour long classes, these were two hours a day. These were two hour classes. So this guy had to piss really bad and the sub would not let him leave. And he's like, listen, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And she's like, no, no, no. And then we got a thing over the intercom that's like, hey, you're going to stay in your third block for fourth block as well. We'll make it up tomorrow. He immediately got up and started to piss in the trash can. No. Immediately. Just and what pissed. did the teacher do? She was flipping out. And he was just over there. Ah. <laughs> and he, he In front didn't... of the whole class? Yes, but in the corner. He dragged it to the corner and made it face away, and he pissed in it. It was one of those big ones. And he didn't get in a bit of trouble because every student was like, he told her. He told her like a million times. Oh, man. What was he going to do? Piss his pants? That's so mean. Oh, yeah. That's savage. Injection says, can we get a Degrassi review on instinct culture? <laughs> I've never seen Degrassi. Me either. Me either. Yeah. Who <laughs> brought it up? Louise. I just know of it. <laughs> Louise. There's Ever so the many villain. dramatic shows, like so many. Like the Amer- the teenage, the the teenage, what is it? The, the life of the American teenager was the most dramatic show that I've ever seen. <laughs> this is better than Euphoria. It's got what about the same number of dicks as Euphoria had in it in the last episode. A My. lot of ugly dicks on Euphoria. <laughs> there a ton of dicks on there. there yeah. Was, like, I'm glad they don't do TV in 3D anymore. Ever the villain says, this is why Stepos can't get over. We all felt bad for her for a few seconds. Then beast mode is <laughs> on. I'm sorry, okay? Like, dang. Look, my mom, though, one time. Well, never mind. I won't tell this story. No, tell. I want to hear okay. all the stories about I'll your turn mom. baby face, okay? 
this is messed up. All right. So there was this boy who liked me. I won't say his name because he's friends with friends with me on Facebook. And he asked me to go to the fifth grade dance with him. But I didn't like him. I liked his best friend, Michael. But his best friend was dating my best friend. So I couldn't go out with him because, you know, he was with my best friend. So anyways, I told my mom, like, I don't want to go out with this kid. And he, I, like I told her the kid and I told her why I didn't want to go out with him. And she made me. She guilted me into it, Sean. You know what she said to me? She said, Denise, how would you feel if a girl asked your uncle to a dance, like to a dance? And like, no, how would you feel if your uncle asked a girl to a dance and she said no to him? And I was like, well, I would feel really bad about that. And she was like, well, don't you think that this boy's family feels bad that you're going to say no to him? And I was like, yeah, I guess. She's like, Denise, you need to go to the dance with him. My mom made me go to the dance with this kid that I didn't even like. Okay, it was very embarrassing. So I did something nice. And I'm still mad at my for mom once, about that. For once. It, well, it was embarrassing. She made me go to the dance with him. Fifth grade. Oh, it was man. evil. Guys, I want to thank you all so much. We have a bunch of shows this week. Uh, I have Inside the Royal Rumble 2 that dropped. Uh, we've got the prediction show on Tuesday. We've got Fightful Roundtable Tuesday, the post-NXT show Tuesday. Wednesday, listen, your boy, the Fightful Select Q&A show will happen immediately after that over on Fightful Select. I also dropped the Backstage Report podcast on Select today, talking about Mustafa Ali, Joey Janela, Cody Rhodes, Jonathan Gresham, Sami Zayn's contracts. Wednesday night, our AEW show, of course. Friday night, Rampage. And uh, SmackDown are reviewed by Alex Pawlowski. If you want more Alex Pawlowski, FightfulSelect.com has sour graps for Raw, for SmackDown, and they're doing a live Royal Rumble post show over there. But we have a Royal Rumble post show on the main feed. And then Denise is coming back and doing one on her channel on Sunday. My God. It's so a loaded, it's loaded, loaded day. Loaded. Amir weekend. says you're mean as hell. What do you got going on, Denise? Uh, mean as hell, apparently. Well, I, I'm, like, I'm just saying, okay, I did a nice thing. Anyways. Um, so this weekend I'll be at Mission Pro on Saturday and then, uh, Sunday I'll be doing the Royal Rumble post show on my channel and I have a million shows Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on F4W online. And then a bunch of interviews on youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, all of that good stuff. Oh, I also have a Royal Rumble giveaway right now on my Twitter account. That's there too, at underscore Denise Salcedo. Guys, thank you all so much. Fightfulselect.com. I'm proud of every little milestone that we get. Today, we hit 4,700 subscribers, the first wrestling property on Patreon to ever do that. Remember, if we get to 5,000, like within the next week, I'm going to post the worst interview I ever did. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.